Welcome back to Duskwall. As always, thank you for joining us. Things are, to put it mildly, very frightening and stressful right now. There's a lot of uncertainty about what we're facing in our hometowns and nations and around the world. I'll be honest, it feels pretty weird to be doing normal things like putting out a podcast episode right now. But over the last few days, as things in the United States and elsewhere seem to have taken a somewhat dire turn, what stood out to me the most is how people are reaching out to each other. People are offering support and comfort, making deliberate efforts to forge human connection now that we have to keep our distance from each other. I have no idea if episodes of this show can do the same, but I hope that, if nothing else, an hour or so of escapism will help a little bit. Minna is going to tell us about this month's featured charity, but I also recommend looking for places in your communities where you can donate. Food banks and homeless shelters are going to be in desperate need, and they can stretch cash donations really far. So if not our charity of the month, then a charity in your town. This month's featured charity is the League of Women Voters. They have a mission to empower voters and defend democracy. By working to expand voter access and fight voter suppression, they provide election guides and information for voters and help them register to vote. Uh, if you'd like to donate, they can be found at lwv.org. Part of why this pandemic looks like it's going to get pretty bad in the United States is because many of the people in authority are making choices that will actively make this situation worse. If you can vote by mail, please do so. If you can't, call your local officials and ask that vote by mail be instituted, if not for the primaries, then for the general election in November. Be safe. Be thoughtful about your choices and how they might impact the most vulnerable around you, and be kind. Call out bigotry and hate and misinformation where you see it, of course, but most of us are just trying to get through these very scary days. So offer kindness to each other where you can. Now then, let's get started, shall we? We open up uh, in Char Hollow. It is later in the night. Uh, that doesn't really, you know, mean a lot in terms of what it looks like out here. It's still very dark. Uh, the street lamps are, are glowing. Uh, there's a fair amount of people on the streets. We uh, kind of move through the streets as people are, are either heading home or heading, you know, to work, you know, making their way over into Coleridge for the, the mines that never really close. Uh, we find our way to Kellen's, which is uh, one of the oldest pubs in the city. Dates back to when the uh, the Scovelanders, who who founded Doskval, had had opened this place up. And on the first floor of Kellen's, it is pretty well packed. Uh, it's a, a busy night. Lots of people here drinking after their shifts. Um, there's a couple card games going. Servers are carrying around trays of drinks. We see the familiar uh, face of Clyra, uh, an old friend of Minx's, uh, at the bar, pouring drinks um, 
And she is is pouring drinks and and filling up uh, glasses onto a tray, which she like slides over to a server who, you know, grunts, hoists it up onto her shoulder. And she makes her way through the bar um, and up a, a narrow back set of stairs, gets up to the top heads down a narrow hallway and then, um, you know, with her, her free hand wraps on the door and then opens it. Uh, and as she carries in the tray, we see there is a, a large table in the middle of this room and seated around this table uh, is a uh, somewhat eclectic group. There is uh, Bazo Baz, the leader of the Lamp Blacks. Um, he uh, is... Dressed in, in kind of his typical fashion, um, the, the lamp blacks kind of align themselves more with the working class. So he's got kind of the, you know, button up work shirt, suspenders look going. There's also uh, Belle Brogan, who is uh, sort of the, the leader of the unionization efforts here in Char Hollow and Coleridge. Um, there are a couple uh, people posted up behind her, leaning against the wall, who are pretty obviously her bodyguards. There's also uh, a handful of other citizens here, uh, people that are, uh, you know, less familiar. Um, there's uh, three people that are kind of seated together that will, uh, they're kind of huddled together talking amongst themselves, looking a little suspicious of all of the rest of you. And there, there's a, uh, another person who is, um, I think, actually chatting with Belle. Uh, and then the last three people at this table are the magpies. And the, the, this meeting, uh, odd as it is, is the, the magpies' uh, effort at trying to basically get Bazo uh, those friends that Myra and Minx were so insistent that he needed, trying to get the people of the docks to be able to defend themselves from uh, the likes of Lord Mora and the other gangs on the docks. There's this group of people here. You've asked, um, basically, the three people who are huddled together are some, uh, you, you asked for some representatives from the docks. And then the person who's chatting with Belle um, is from the, the like, one block uh, square that Seeks kind of uh, did a smaller version of what you all are hoping to do, to do here. Seeks basically uh, the, the neighborhood around her clinic, her old clinic, they manage to kind of drive out the blue coats and the gangs, and they just take care of themselves now. Uh, Seeks was unable to, to make it herself, but she sent somebody who is familiar with how uh, things operate in, in her little neighborhood um, to kind of start talking about how to try and do that uh, at a larger scale in the, the Ink Row neighborhood. So the, the, the drinks are set out, and I think as they're handed out, um, one of the, the people in the group from the docks um, leans over towards the three of you and is like, uh, I, don't, I don't really know if there's an order to this sort of thing, but I, I wanted to, uh, I guess, introduce myself before we got into this. Uh, I'm, I'm Stev Haig. I'm, I'm Finn's older brother. <gasps> oh, and, uh, sorry, we need to squeeze for sorry. a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's um, good to meet you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I, I heard the magpies were looking for folks. So I uh, it's figured so I had to show you. up. Yeah, it's uh, good to meet all of you. Um, Finn uh, asks about you in, in our letters sometimes. Uh, so I'm glad I'll her? be able to have. 
yeah, yeah, a uh, little bit. Um, she doesn't get a chance to write too often. Um, she's on a Leviathan Hunter now. Oh, wow. Oh, good for her. I can't imagine she loves that. Uh, she's actually doing, I think it was a little rough for her at first, uh, from from what we, we heard. Yeah, I mean, you know, Finn, you kind of got to read between the lines. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, she she said, uh, she's, she's doing pretty good uh, in the crew. You know, she kind of punched her way into a <laughs> position of power. Yeah, that's about right. That's Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last letter I got, it sounded like they were maybe looking at uh, promoting her on the ship. Not quite an officer's position, but something a little higher up. That's great. Yeah, yeah. It seems like she's doing pretty good. Um, you know, I mean, I guess as, as good as you can be out on one of those ships. Right. Still keeping her distance from, from here, though. She, you know, she writes when she can. What about your family? Is your family doing all right? Yeah, yeah, the the Bluecoats have been leaving us alone, haven't, I mean, you know, they haven't been paying us any special attention. That's just sort of the usual. I know that's what Finn wanted. Yeah, but I, uh, yeah, you you all seem to be doing pretty good. I mean, he kind of looks around the room (laughs) and gestures like you're organizing stuff like this, so, um, I'll, I'll let her know next time I get a chance to write to her. Well, it's not organized yet. <laughs> Wait till we see the results. So I, I think that at that point, Bazo kind of like <coughs> clears his throat and is like, uh, as touching as this all is, uh, I do have some business I need to attend to tonight, and I imagine I'm not the only one, so uh, we should probably get started. So I don't know if, if the three of you have any ideas about how this meeting would run. It's not exactly that. It's more that like you three kind of brought everyone together. Minx has no specific ideas, but basically if there's any sort of like, if like Vanguard patrols need help getting set up, she is volunteering for anything like way out in front, essentially. Okay. There's a little bit of kind of uncertainty. People like go around and introduce themselves. Um, Some of the other people that that you have here, um, like the other representatives from the docks are uh, a a, uh, Fiona Barker, who is a a leader of like the porters who move stuff around on the docks. And she um, has also kind of been trying to get like a unionization movement going on the docks. It's not as successful as what Bell brogan has been doing down here in the mines um but you know she's she's trying and then emerson miles who used to work in one of the tattoo shops on ink row and really kind of is more in this for like you know revenge on the people who (laughs) have made their life uh a living hell lately uh and then the the last person from seek's neighborhood is uh named leo and they basically will talk about kind of how they, they do things in, in that little block. But I think Belle Brogan ends up kind of taking control of the meeting. She's an extremely, like, charismatic person and also has a lot of experience with this sort of thing. And what she says is that, you know, I, I think Minx, you know, maybe mentions like, oh, yeah, I'd be willing to help out with patrols and stuff. And what she says is that before we get to the point of setting up patrols, we need to make sure we have supplies, weapons is going to be a big one, making sure that, you know, the the people who are going to be doing the policing 
are armed. But we also are looking at electroplasm for generators and even food. Um, she anticipates that it is possible that there may end up being like a siege situation when this starts. Um, basically, uh, I, I think kind of at that point in the conversation, people start looking to the three of you <laughs> as, ah, people who can get things. Well, uh, also, Minx is kind of dressing down and using Ellie voice. Mm. Although it's a little more deliberate here. It's yeah. kind of like if she shows up as her usual posh self, it's not going to be received well. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. um, how much ectoplasm do you need? Uh, I mean, the more the merrier. You know, if we don't use it, we can sell it. Uh, or stockpile it for the future. But really as much as we could get. Same with food, same with weapons. And judging by the looks we're getting, the ectoplasm is going to be our job. You're welcome to get whatever you'd like. <laughs> <laughs> but if if that's what you all would like to be responsible for, I think, uh, you know, we've got some connections with some of the folks in Barrel Cleft. We can probably get food. The weapons are going to be trickier. And I think at that point, Boz was like, I can, I can get weapons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I figured. And at least... And at least we won't want for medicine. Yeah, Leo kind of like nods and is like, yeah. Seeks uh, already has uh, started setting some things aside, supplies and, and the like, uh, and if need be, can send a couple uh, physician or can send a couple physicers up here to help. Excellent. So I think we need to get planning on where to get the ectoplasm from. Last time you all were gonna, uh, you you did have to steal some uh, electroplasm for uh, Lord Skurlock, uh last season. Yeah, you you took it from the lightning barriers. Mm -hmm. um, probably gonna be tough to pull something like that off again. Mm -hmm. So so if if that's kind of the thing you all want to focus on. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's gonna be the most dangerous and hardest to get. So I figure the. <laughs> <laughs> the the gang that does the crew that does that should do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, we did start out life as thieves, <laughs> and yeah, I think the meeting will will break up. And I think as the three of you are heading out, Bazo like calls after you, uh, and we'll we'll catch up with you. I think just outside of Kellen's. Oh, Minx is already doing her hair up again. Now that she's <laughs> out of there. <laughs> I think he just kind of notes that and like rolls his eyes really theatrically and then sort of, you know, addressing the group is like, uh, I don't know if this is helpful to you, but since you, uh, are, I know you're dealing with some kind of bullshit with the circle of flame. Uh, I, uh, had some conversation with the traitors in my midst, uh, before their untimely demises. And, mm -hmm. uh, they had made contact with the Umbra Hunters, who put him in touch with uh, that Lord Mora fucker, and basically he cut a deal with them that if they killed me and then pulled the gang out of the docks, uh, he was gonna get them some extra funding. Plain dirty, I see. Yeah, now I, I couldn't tell. People were not consistent in their answers as to if 
they reached out to the Umbra Hunters. The Umbra Hunters reached out to them. I'm not sure what direction that came from. I don't know if it matters, but I figured it might be good to know that he's uh, getting a little more underhanded, I guess. That is good to know, Bazo. Thank you. Yeah. Although, fortunately, the Circle and the Hunters may be on the outs. Oh, here's hoping. You don't. None of you seem to be uh, lacking for ambition these days. <laughs> I don't know if we're lacking ambition, just personal ambition. This is this is way harder than getting rich quick. <laughs> <Also>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Guess we'll see if it's worth it. He kind of like tips his cap and strolls off into the night. Minx will give a little salute. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so the, the task laid before you, then, is to steal and transport a, a large amount of electroplasm from somewhere in the city up to the, the old uh, Inkro district in the docks. I think Fiona Barker, um, that, that porter and kind of uh, new unionizer, is at the moment sort of acting as the, the uh, leadership in the docks. Um, so she has a the basement of a warehouse that she sort of cleared out um, where as all these supplies are gathered, people can stash stuff there. So that's your, your end goal is to put a whole bunch of electroplasm in that basement. I see. You just have to get it from somewhere and get it to that basement without blowing the location of where things are being stashed. We need to steal electroplasm and transport it so I say we steal an electroplasm transport. Oh. <laughs> that could work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's it's simple. It's elegant. <laughs> I'm not certain we could steal a ship. That would also probably be too much. Yes. But I'm certain there are smaller transports with replaceable folk inside them. They have to get from the docks to other places somehow. Yeah, and I think in order to, to find out how that all works, you can kind of start poking around with your gather info. Yeah. Yeah, who wants to, to do what? Um, I can roll a consort for my gather info to see if anyone owes Blair any favors. I doubt it, but... Um, well, do you maybe, I mean... I feel like maybe talking to the Reconciled, because a lot of them are pretty highly placed in society, and the Leviathan Hunters are owned exclusively by the nobility of Duskwall. Ah, okay. So you can yeah. see if they have any... I will 100% consult with them. Okay. <laughs> Gang. Yeah? Double ones. Oh, oh no! It's gathering foe, so you yeah, do, yeah, it's nothing. Fine. Um, okay. You do not have good luck with them. <laughs> no, they don't like me. Some <laughs> of them do. The the ones who aren't in charge. If you talk to Lady Karina, I think that in this case, it's less that she is like annoyed with Blair as that she is um like she's just busy doing other stuff and doesn't yeah. have a lot of time. I can see that. I know how she's going to play this. She she is supportive because she, like, 
uh, one of the goals of the Reconciled is to, like, try to reduce the number of feral ghosts that are around, because feral ghosts cause a number of problems. Right. You know, they're, they're, they're not safe. And having this, the gang war and this, you know, area of, of the docks that is just so highly contested and not well, like, maintained is causing, a, like, a lot more death than there would normally be. So she's like, this is good. She also is like, hey, this, she doesn't tell this to Blair, but her motive for uh, the information she's going to give you, I can use this to fuck over a rival. Fair. <laughs> I will point this young, eager go-getter at someone I don't, at some, some noble family I don't care for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. So let me try to figure out who, who she's going to aim you at. Um, somebody want to give me a, a, a family name for a noble family in the city? Um, Sinclair. Okay. Have we used Sinclair for something before? We might have. I don't have. think so. Well, whatever. Pe- people have the same last name. It's yeah. fine. There's like a million Smiths out there. Myra Keel and Mara Keel. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So she points you at the uh, the Sinclair family. Um, they're a a more like minor noble family. Um, they only have a couple Leviathan hunter ships, and uh, one of their ships is due to come into dock uh, fairly soon. Which means it'll be coming in from Scovlin. It'll have lots of nice, fresh, refined electroplasm in the hull that will need to be transported out. She's not really able to give you a lot of details about how that transport will work. She she can just kind of give you the the you know the date and the time about when that is supposed to come in, so you have a, a window to aim for for when it'll be you know starting to be offloaded off of the ship. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then she's like, "What I'm picturing is that like she was leaving the reconciled hideout and Blair was coming in, and they have this conversation like in the hall outside the door, and then she's like." I have to. I have to go. There's a carriage waiting for me. Uh, good luck. Yeah, <laughs> and leaves. Basically. Yeah. Um. But yeah. So you've got you know a target at least to aim at. Myra or Minx? Do you have ideas? Didn't Liege Greer's wife get rich because of Leviathan Hunter stuff? I mean, yeah. All of the nobility have Leviathan Hunters. Every nobility. Yeah, that that is how you are nobility in the city, basically. Gotcha. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the the Evermars, I think, are kind of a, at a similar position to the Sinclairs. They only have a few ships, but that still makes you enough money to be quite well off and um, considered nobility. What what if I or we just had tea with the Evermars? <laughs> Okay, find out how, how, how the business works. Okay. <laughs> yeah, last time we asked them for basically pro bono help. I, I, I'm yeah. just asking for information this okay. time. Yeah, absolutely. I think that that makes sense. Just kind of chatting with them about how, how, how does your business work? Um, right. Yeah, I think you could try and do that. That sounds like consorting. I got a five. Yeah, so I think that you, you're not able to meet with Lady Verona, who is the one who actually kind of manages the business um that's Greer's wife um you do get to meet with Greer though uh they are are you know happy to see you um are are 
they, they've been down to kind of check on the clinic a few times. They're very pleased with how things are going. Despite the strange sounds coming from upstairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they... <laughs> Seeks is more than happy to explain the, the, like, work that she's doing. It's just that nobody else really understands it. Everyone knows it involves leeches. <laughs> but, and, and kelp. And some kind of what appears to maybe be blood magic, but at least it's, you know, her blood and not the blood of the patients. So it's an improvement. <laughs> I yeah. love this situation so much. Yeah, so, so Greer's happy to chat with you over tea. Um, I think that, like, uh, are you doing this at, at, their, uh, at their estate? Uh, yes. Okay. So I think that, like, the two of you are having tea in, like, the drawing room and you can hear, like, running footsteps and, like, kids laughing upstairs <laughs> and Greer is just like their um, new tutor I think might not last terribly long oh dear well they're, they're very rambunctious and need a sort of firm someone who's willing to say no and I don't think that she is willing to say no so we'll have a talk after I'll go talk to her after this uh, <laughs> I suppose we'll see yeah um so you're you're just kind of trying to to circle around to uh how how the uh electroplasm business works. Yes. Greer I think is a little um one is not as directly involved in the business. Um mm-hmm. they know a decent amount about it just kind of, you know, they've been married for a while. I don't remember how long I said 10 or 12 years. So like, Yeah, I think you, it was 10. You you pick stuff up just by osmosis. Mhm. They're also, like, Greer, uh, I think, still has a little bit of discomfort with the source of their wealth. Like, it's not to the point where they're going to give it up because they live a much more comfortable life than they did uh, before they got married. Um, And it's a good life for their children. But, you know, talking about the Leviathan Hunters, they're a little, like, you, you can tell that it's not their favorite thing to talk about. Mm-hmm. But they, they do kind of give you some information. Uh, basically, when the, the ships come in, each family has their sort of section of the docks, and they have their own staff and their own guards and, and whatnot. So each noble family has uh, their own people who are responsible for kind of um, coming onto the ship and getting, um, I'm imagining probably like, a lot of pipe work set up where like there's, you know, the, the ship comes into dock and on either side of the dock are these big pipes that will like latch onto the hull. Um, and people have to like climb out there and, you know, bolt them into place. And then the electroplasm is, is pumped out from there into, um, you know, big vats and barrels and stuff. And then those are loaded up onto wagons and, and the like, um, I was going to say trucks, and I'm like, no, they're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> loaded up onto wagons, sometimes uh, loaded onto barges if it's going to be moved uh, along the river, if they have a large amount that they're trying to move um, along the river traffic. But the whole process usually takes, to to load up like a wagon, I would say usually takes a few hours. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the wagons head off. The wagons do not move very quickly because they are laden with very heavy barrels of electroplasm. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they tend to be pretty heavily guarded. 
Right. Um, since you've got this this slow moving target, you're not the only people who have thought that hey, stealing a, an electroplasm wagon is a good idea. Uh huh. But what about those barges, though? Uh, the barges are going to be laden with a lot more electroplasm. Mm-hmm. And also pretty heavily guarded, slow moving. That those are the ones that are usually heading out to like the lightning barriers. Because um, it's just mm-hmm. massive amounts of the stuff. The stuff that's moving throughout the city tends to be more for like private use, commercial use, that sort right. of thing. Okay, okay. A plan is a plan is coming together. <laughs> Any other questions you want to ask about about that? Nope. I think Minx just wants to have a nice tea with Lee Greer. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's generally a pretty nice time. Um, I, I think it does get cut short because there's the sound of something breaking upstairs and Greer is like, okay, I'm sorry. I have to go. <laughs> I understand completely. <laughs> I need to go deal with my children and their tutor and I just wanted a break. Okay, sorry. I'll see you another time and we'll like see you to the door and then like rush off to the stairs. <laughs> um, Myra, what do you want to do to investigate this situation? What is the plan that Minx has coming together. I think if we are subtle enough and consult the gondoliers and the knowledge we have of the underpassages of the city, we could simply siphon a couple barrels off barges that come by a certain stop. <laughs> and maybe it and maybe that barge regularly just stops there for a second. And just and then keeps going under a bridge. Offload barrels to the gondoliers. Yeah, or or like if we can get close enough off into like a catacomb entrance, and then you roll it. Okay, so I think I'm gonna talk to the gondoliers and see if they know the places where their routes intersect with those carts. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a consort, right? Yeah. Uh, that's a critical. Good lord. I'm rolling four dice plus an extra one for gathering info. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. I think you you kind of head over to Gondoliers HQ um, and, and start chatting with them. And I think kind of uh, similar to the, the response that, that Blair got from Lady Karina, the, when you explain this plan to the Gondoliers, they're like, yes, this is awesome. Except they don't have an ulterior motive and they actually want to help you. <laughs> so the Gondoliers are like, this is great. We, we love everything about this. We will definitely help. I think what you get is not only are they able to tell you kind of where these barges pass by, but they are willing to set up obstacles to slow them down. Because I don't think that the barges, I, the way that I'm thinking of the barges is that like, you know, they're they're pretty big and it would be like, you know, if you're you're in a city with a river in it and like a big ship is coming through and the bridges go up like it it stops traffic similarly i think that these barges just kind of stop water traffic like the gondoliers or whoever else just you got to move off to the side and wait or it's like if you're driving and a train is going by that's probably a better example you just have to wait for this thing to get out of your way so they don't typically stop very much but Mm -hmm. the gondoliers are going to be willing to arrange for a few pauses along uh, a route Hmm. You know, like they they can't do a ton because then they will end up getting into trouble. Right. 
but they they can arrange for for some points along the the route where the the barge will stop and you all can however you want to offload some of these barrels mm-hmm. um, and what what is the what is the time frame for getting the ectoplasm oh up to the docks you mean for ink row yeah there's not really a set deadline um but the mm-hmm. general feeling in the meeting was like the sooner we can get everything together the sooner we can move on this and the sooner bazo is able to like get some breathing room they can start pushing back on some of the other gangs um you know you right. there's not a solid deadline but um you also don't have forever right if this is a regular occurrence, we don't need to take all that is necessary from one barge. That would be kind of rough, right? I think that kind of what you get is that the gondoliers aren't really able, they're not going to be able to do this thing where they can get in and like slow the barges down or stop them or, you know, get in close to kind of help you offload the barrels more than once. Okay. Maybe later on, somebody could come in with their own little rowboat and like nick a couple barrels and then mm-hmm. leave. But, you know, I, I think that the gondoliers are like, we can help you get a fair amount in one go. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I like this plan. You're stealing gasoline. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, hey. If you see a car with this sticker, it means you're legally allowed to siphon its gas. Siphon their gas. <laughs> I love that. That's a good one. But yes, any any other prep stuff y'all want to do? No. Yeah, we have retroactive yeah. mechanics. Let's go for it. I think so. This is going to be a 3d6 engagement roll. Uh, huh. I don't like that. Uh-oh. Three threes. Hmm. <laughs> I think you guys missed us. Um, okay. Okay, so you're going to be starting in a desperate position. Why? I Because the dice have spoken and I apologize. <laughs> uh, I didn't do it. It was the dice. How do you think you... you uh, tell, tell me about how you get uh, onto the barge. Which I'm imagining this is like... It's big. It is a big, big, big barge. With mm-hmm. these like massive, massive vats uh, or like closed big containers of electroplasm. I think we're maybe already on the canal in a boat near where we want to make it happen. And, you know, we just pull off to the side of the road like any. Yeah, like you're supposed any, to. Any car with sirens behind it. Yeah. And just wait for it to roll right past us until we're at the point where we want to climb on. So I'm guessing probably more towards the back. Mm hmm. So yeah, I think that like you, one of the gondoliers will will bring you up, kind of you know alongside of it. You all hop on. They like give you a wave as they're pulling away, and it it seems to be going pretty good at first. You're you're sneaking around, kind of examining the situation, and then you um, what do I want to have here? Apprentices, huh? Apprentices, huh? I mean, I did <laughs> say. Yeah. Okay. Thank you for helping with that. <laughs> Woo! So you're sneaking around. You're casing out the the joint, kind of figuring out where things are. You none of you have ever been on one of these barges before, and I think that the three of you kind of like come around uh, a turn between two of the the large vats of electroplasm. And as you do that, standing uh, in front of you is Clave, 
backed by uh, huh. a pair of Umbra hunters. And then... Oh! And then behind you, so you all are kind of flanked, Wester steps in also with... Uh, I think he has three guards with him. Is he visibly wounded from our last encounter? I mean, he got kneading the balls real bad. Well, re- remember, I also had a long one-on-one fight with him. That <gasps> That's ended right. Up with I forgot about you. My... You, you fought him when, <laughs> um, when you were rescuing Myra. I forgot about that. You're correct. Um, yeah, I think he's got like, uh, I think a scar that like kind of comes up from under the collar of his shirt and like goes up his neck, like almost to his jawline. Mm. I imagine a lot of the other scars are probably hidden under his clothes, but like he's got that visible uh, from where you just kind of slashed him one. I like to think we're in mid sneaking. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they're just step out, uh, you know, boxing you in. So Minx just kind of looks to both sides, straightens up and is like, well, plus side, I'll be able to finish this one off today. She says, pointing at Wester. Uh, He just gives you a, a big toothy grin and is like, funny. That's what I was thinking. Have they made aggressive motion besides blocking us off? They're all holding various bladed weapons. Okay, good to know they're all bladed and not gunpowder. I think Mix is just going to say, so how dramatic do we want to make this? I mean, have you met us? I mean, I'm just trying to make sure everyone's on the same page, because we could do the circle thing with a one-on-one duel, or you could haul us off somewhere. You haven't raised the alarm yet, so I assume you want something. I think one of the Umber Hunters is going to throw a knife at you. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Blast. (laughs) So I'm going to need you to to, uh, roll uh, resistance. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Prowess, I I believe, is going to be. Yep. Yep, sure is. Uh, Or you're going to take harm. I got a six. So don't I heal? Oh, no, no I didn't get only a if you get a critical. But uh, yeah, tell tell me how you, you evade the harm altogether. I think I was kind of just generally pointing at the group in turn like, oh, but that must mean you want something. The guy throws a knife and I just pull my hand back like, and it <laughs> stabs into the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So, I mean, like, they're starting to move in on you now at this okay. point. Vi- violence is imminent. What are y'all going to do? I have sword. And has Minx told Myra or and or Blair about uh, her arrangement with Clave? I think she's told them she found an informant. She hasn't had an opportunity to tell Myra yet, because that's kind of a heavy conversation. Rain, waiting for the right time, and now Clave is here <laughs> with a sword. Yes. All right. Uh, Minx is, is going for some stabbins? Uh, yes. Okay. Who, who are you stabbins? Um, shit. I really want to kill Wester, but also it would be smart for me to go towards the one behind, the ones behind Clave. Hmm. Yeah, I think I'm gonna stab one of the ones attending to Clave. Okay. Go ahead and, and roll that. You are still in a desperate situation oh yay xp (laughs) so yeah mark that critical jesus uh four dots is nice (laughs) yeah yeah so you you will take out one of them just flat out yeah i think he's advancing towards me 
but I just drop low, kick his feet out for him under him, and as I'm rising and he's falling, I just cut his neck. Oof. Okay. Uh, so he's bleeding out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what are Myra and Blair doing? You know what? Let's go with the throwing knives again, because that's always fun. Yeah. And I'm just gonna, you know, ninja star these people. Who who are you aiming at? Whoever's there's, standing. There, there's four people. There's four guards, Clave and Wester. Um, I'm gonna aim for Wester. Okay. Uh, does finesse make sense for this? Um, I don't think you have enough distance for finesse. Like this is, okay. I, I think this is more a skirmish situation. Cool. I'll push myself. Um, okay. And this is desperate, right? Uh huh. Double force? Okay. So you do it, but there is a consequence. Um, let me. Okay. Well, hmm. Something just occurred to me. Okay. <laughs> with, with Josie's role. Um, I think you actually need to not kill your guy, Josie. Why is that? Because that sets off the death bell. Mm hmm. Oh, shit, oh. that's right. We're in Duskwall. We have that. Yeah, I I think maybe then I drop low and just, he might die later because yeah. I'm slicing the back of his thighs, but. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to die right now. Unfortunately, the reason that this occurred to me is um, Blair does kill the guy she throws the throwing knife at. I or see. Noel, well, you were aiming at Wester. Yes. Right? Yeah. I think, since you got a four, Wester dodges out of the way, and the guard standing right behind him takes the knife in the throat and collapses. Ooh, whoopsie. <laughs> uh, I think that there's kind of like this moment where everyone freezes and looks, and uh, like he falls and is kind of gurgling and clutching at his throat and then goes still, and there's this long, silent pause that is broken by the distant clang of the death bell. This is what we in the industry call a whoopsie. <laughs> Starting the clock for spirit uh-huh. wardens arrive. No! At, mm. let me think. You're on the river, so it's going to be, they're going to have a slightly harder time getting to you. So I'm going to say you're at one out of eight. I don't like experiencing consequences to my actions. <laughs> well, then you should have played a different game because that is the core mechanic of this one. <laughs> Myra, what are you doing now in this situation? You've got your old buddies here. Yeah, I don't like it. No. Well, the gang isn't all here. They didn't bring Ojal. Thank God, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to close and I think try and take out Wester. Okay. And by take out, I mean I'm going in with the baton. Okay. You're 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 attacking not to kill. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm gonna roll my skirmish. Um, um so I will say, let me uh you've taken out two guards. There were five, so they're down to uh this is still a desperate position for all you all, and you're at standard effect. I'm gonna push myself. Okay. Uh five okay uh so i think i'm gonna say that you have reduced effect 
Wester, you know, sees you coming and uh, brings up his his own blade to to block. And I think you're basically like, I think you managed to kind of like get some taps in I, on him. I yeah, think I yeah, know. Go ahead. Actually, he brings his blade up and catches my baton with it, but I am able to get him with like some kicks type situation. Okay, yeah. <laughs> it's I, it's that thing where, like, you know, you've crossed weapons and are, like, staring at each other dramatically and you just kick him in the shins. Yeah, I mean, I'm not here to play, like, I'm not here to fight nicely. No, no. You're here to win. <laughs> um, so, yeah, reduced effect. You, you, you hurt him. Getting kicked in the shins hurts, but he's, he's not out of the fight. All right. Uh, who is next? Well, someone has been killed. Yes. Spirit wardens are coming anyway. Oh no! Oh, <laughs> Josie, no! Don't well, do no, this. This isn't a, this isn't a role to kill someone. Uh huh. But where spatially is Clave? She's fairly close to you because you went after one of the guards on her. Mm-hmm. I'm. There's not really a way to make this stealthy, so I'm gonna kind of just count on the fact that there's a bunch of chaos happening. Mm-hmm. As I move to lock blades with the other guy, my role is gonna be a sway. Okay. To whisper to Clave, they don't need to live to tell the tale. <laughs> okay. It's still gonna be desperate. Mm-hmm. Standard effect. Oh, well, let me think. I think it's actually gonna be a reduced effect because of where because of Clave's sort of inner mm-hmm. logic on the situation. Right. Uh, so Can I push myself to standard effect? Yes. I got a five. Okay. So I think you, you whisper that. And like, I, I'm imagining that you're sort of, you whisper that like kind of as you move past Clave and she sort of turns with you. And I right. think that like, you sort of- Oh, but can, can she not turn with me? Because oh, then we yeah. can get the dramatic passing no, by each to- other. Talking while facing different di- directions. <laughs> yeah, I, I think there's a moment, though, where, like, you lock eyes, and she is very hesitant. Like, you, you can see that, like, in her eyes, she's just kind of like, uh, that there's a lot of doubt there. But she gives you, like, the barest fraction of a nod. Yay. Unfortunately, because you got a five, there is a consequence, and that consequence is that while you're having this locked eyes split second, um... Your guard is down, and the other guard stabs you. Oh, You're heavens. Gonna... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I distracted myself. <laughs> You're going to take level two harm. Stabbed in the ribs. I think it's actually better for me to take the harm here. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, I think you're getting up there on stress. I'm stabbed. Okay. So, yeah, you're going to be at a minus one die on... I mean, you got, like, in the ribs, so, like, a lot of your physical stuff, you're going to be at minus one. Right. Yeah, but but I, I will say, like, how Clave's assistance will manifest is not necessarily going to be her, like, dramatically turning. Right. I am going to take that into account. It just might not be immediately obvious. I just want to put that out there. Uh, okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> she's still kind of like, I see where your head's at. But there's a chance that we don't kill anyone, and I need to maintain my cover. <laughs> right. <laughs> so she's going to play it subtle for, for the moment. Gotcha. Um, so uh, Myra or Blair, what do you want to do? I can mark off uh, my lightning hooks and yeah. give Zapping a go. 
Is that skirmish again? Uh, yes. I'm not a fight girl. And this is desperate again, right? No, risky. You're in risky. Ah, okay. Uh, and actually for you, because they're fine lightning hooks, uh, it's going to be a greater effect. Oh, dope. One. <laughs> Buddy! <laughs> mm. Okay, so when you said you were going to use the lightning hooks, I the first thing that came to my mind is, what happens with lightning hooks near big vats of electroplasm? Hmm. Oh, dear. Good point. <laughs> Good point. So you pop out your lightning hooks, you, you flip them on, because they've got little, like, electroplasm power packs on them, and they spark to life. You swing at one of the guards, and, and uh, she dodges out of the way, and your swing keeps going. And I think hooks into the side of one of the vats of electroplasm. That's what we in the industry called another whoopsie. <laughs> and the the lightning kind of crackles out over the side of the tank. And like I think you you jerk your your hook back very quickly. And like the lightning hooks are not like the hook part of it isn't really that sharp because that's not right. how you use the weapon. Mm-hmm. But it does have a little bit of a point to it. And there's just a like you, you can see this little crack, and there's this slow drop of electroplasm forming. And we're going to start a second clock. Yeah. Called Ghost Horde Arrives. One out of four. You oh. have just opened up a buffet. No. And yeah. a bunch of yeah. hungry ghosts are going to descend and start to feed in. Rather short order, unless you can do something about this situation. Cool, cool. This is fine. <laughs> Love it. Everything's good. Everything is awesome. Myra, what would you like to do? Uh, Lester. Yeah, gonna keep going after him. Yeah. What's the devil's bargain look like? Ooh. Hmm. Spirit wardens are getting closer. I'm gonna tick that clock up another uh, two. Honestly. Given the other clock, yeah. <laughs> because they'll <laughs> okay. have a distraction, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. If you just wait long enough, they'll both arrive at the same time and fight each other. So Spirit Wardens arrive is now at three out of eight. This is a four. What I was going to try to do was knock Wester off the boat. On a four, uh, you do it, but there's a consequence. Um, and you were trying to just trying to knock him off the side? Mm-hmm. Do I get knocked off too? Yeah, let's go with that. <laughs> you you shove him off, but as he's falling, he grabs you and drags yep. you down with him. So you you have uh-huh. both fallen into the river. Sploosh! <coughs> Wester! He's also kind of flailing to get himself up out of the river. And yeah, so I think I'm going to make a fortune roll real quick. Makes you see Clave's eyes like dart to the side when Wester goes over the side. Mm-hmm. And like she looks towards where he fell and then like looks towards the other guards. And for a second, you think that she's gonna like turn and start attacking the other guards, but she doesn't. But she's thinking about it. I think what she actually does is she disengages from, like, the combat area entirely and is going to run over and make, like, like reach out a hand over the water as if she's going to help Wester. All right. So, yeah, uh, Myra's overboard. You've got three guards still. Clave is no longer engaged in the fight. The death bell is still ringing. 
and you have a slow leak of electroplasm happening. None of that is good. Nope. <laughs> I, I notice. I notice that none of that is good. No, no, it's not. Uh, I really want to get Myra out of the water. <laughs> I mean, yeah, go for it. But then I leave Blair with three That's, guards. That is true. Because if you don't, if you don't go after Myra, I will. So, okay. In that case, I think. Am I directly engaged with one of them? Pretty much, yeah. Okay, I just want to try and kill that guy. Okay. So yeah, go ahead and roll. Uh, still risky. Um, standard effect. Got a six. Okay. I don't think that you kill him outright, mm-hmm. but I think that you you get him out of the way. You like. There's a there's shoving and stabbing, and he kind of goes down in a, a bloody yeah. heap. Uh, similar to can, the first guy that you stabbed. Oh, sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. Can it be like I shove his blade to the side with mine, and then I just slam his head into the side of the boat? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, so he's he's uh, he's out of commission, more or less, or at least stunned for the moment. is is not going to be uh, interfering. Um, Blair. Yes. Did you want to go and try and help Myra? Yeah, what would I have to roll to, you know, get into or close to the water, hold out a hand, etc., etc.? I'm going to treat this as a setup move. You can, like, go over and reach out your hand, or, like, if you can find a rope, or if you have, you could throw her a rope. And we'll treat that as, um, you, you can make a roll to do a setup action so that Myra will be in a better position to to get herself out of the water. Okay. Um, let me see. I don't what know if rope, rope is on your, like... It's not. Well, you know what? I think, hang on, let me look I at a character sheet. Of... You've got, like, burglary tools, right? Mm. Something like that. Gear. There's gear. also climbing gear. Either one of those would include rope. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll go with burglary gear and yeah. pass out a rope to Myra. Okay. Um. So, give me, um, a prowl. Prowl is kind of the catch-all physical thing. Two! No! <laughs> okay, so basically the, the consequence of this is that, like, you you throw the rope out, and I think it catches on some, like, debris in the water, and, like, it just is not, it ends up not in a position that can help Myra. Yeah. Um. Okay, Myra, you're in the water. What you see is Clave rushes over and holds out a hand, but she locks eyes with you, not Wester. Oh, shit. So you can do with that information as you like. Is there some kind of insight roll? <laughs> I've been uh, playing too much D&D. Yeah, let me... Um, I think it's a narrative choice I mean, th- in Blades. I think this is a narrative yeah, choice. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I think you can decide... Here's the thing. I don't know that Myra can swim, really. Yeah, that makes sense. This might be her only choice. So I think she's going to flail over in that direction. And if if Clave happens to catch her hand, that's yeah. just something that's going to happen. Okay. Um, yeah, and this will be Prowl. Risky position. I'm going to say greater effect because though Myra may not be clear on it, you you are still getting some help here. Five. So I think that you 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 flail over and grab onto Clave's arm, and she is just like, "Oh, get out of the way!" and like swings you to the side, but like 
you're still on her arm and her swinging you to the side brings you closer to the boat. So like basically she swung you over so you can grab onto the thing, onto the the side of the barge. Uh And then she like yanks her arm back and is like, Wester, Wester, come on. So she's trying to make it look like she hasn't helped you, but she has helped you. I'll leave it up to you if Myra can kind of pick up on what happened. I don't think she understands what's happening because this has never happened to her before. (laughs) Clave has never willingly helped her. Complication is that uh, I'm ticking up the ghost horde arrives clock. It is now at two out of four. Valid. Okay. So, but Myra, you, you you are back on the boat. You are drenched. Your clothes are ruined because I feel like the rivers in Duskwall um, Very probably have a lot in common with the river in Chicago back in the, the late 1800s, early 1900s, where the river would routinely just catch on fire. Mm. A chicken mm. could walk across it. Oh, no. What the fuck? Why did it was the chicken so cross the river? <laughs> because it could. <laughs> because because of all the cholera. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm, the river is disgusting. Like, you should probably go to Seeks after this and just get a whole bunch of shots <laughs> for various things. <laughs> She'll just cover you gently in leeches. It'll be fine. <laughs> but you're back on the barge. There, So Clave and Wester are kind of occupied with each other getting Wester out of the river. There are two guards left in action at this point. So you all can can do as you like with them. Well, I think I like the option that includes stabbing. Yeah, I mean, that does seem to be Minx's uh, primary... Hey, hey, I tried the talkie approach. <laughs> <laughs> it worked-ish. I, it worked for, for, for one person in this group. Oh, well, I should have rolled one less dice on that, but it's still a five. Yeah. Yeah, even if we knock off, cutting off literally any of them still gives you a five. <laughs> yep. Okay, so I think you and the guard just kind of square off for a while, and you're able to knock him out again, mm-hmm. similar to the other one. I'm, I'm imagining just like at some point you flip your sword around and just clock him upside the head. Yeah. But it's time consuming. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm taking up the spirit warden clock to four out of eight. Woo! The last guard looks at the situation before him where there's one of his compatriots is dead, three of them are unconscious and bleeding, and the the people who are supposedly in charge are like, you know, one of them is getting fished out of the river. He just sort of considers the situation and is gonna dodge around you as much as he can and run over to Clave, and I think you could, like, he, like, grabs her shoulder and kind of a very much, like, we gotta go kind of gesture um so okay. it seems like he is trying to bail out and clave it looks like is agreeing with him <laughs> <laughs> like you see a lot of nodding from her so i think i think that they're kind of grabbing wester and pulling him out mm-hmm. all right we need to get out the barrels now okay so so basically what happens is like the the i think they they pull wester out of the water and there's like this moment where like it's very you know uh <laughs> western movie thing where like there's the 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 two groups of three of you on either side of the screen and just this long expanse between you and like wester dripping and covered in in river gunk is like going for his blade again and i think clave puts out her hand and is like just just shakes her head and then uh, i think she and the guard kind of have to like 
march him off. And like they, they move towards the very back of the barge where you're guessing they probably have a boat. But mm-hmm. Clave doesn't really give you all any special look as she's leaving. She seems to be focusing her attention on getting Wester uh, away without him like breaking off and picking a fight again that doesn't <laughs> look too good. Oh right. man, he was bleeding when he went in there. He's definitely got some kind of gnarly infection. Oh no! <laughs> Get wrecked. <laughs> <laughs> Wester will die three weeks from now. No, I don't know. He'll. Yeah, like they they hustle off. Uh, apparently, deciding that you know better to live and fight another day than continue to fight the lot of you. You still have a dead body. You still have some unconscious bodies. And you still have some electroplasm dripping out of a thing. And also, as Minx pointed out, you all need to get uh, barrels, which I think there are barrels on the barge. I'm just going to say for ease of making this work. <laughs> but yeah, you need to like start loading up electroplasm. I, I, I just want to go for it. Okay. You, you still have a little bit of time before you get to kind of the first like gondolier checkpoint, mm-hmm. but not a ton of time. So, um... In order to do this stealthily of, like, getting barrels and and hooking them up on this machinery and filling them with electroplasm and then getting them to the edge of the the barge, in order to do that stealthily, I think it'll be prowl checks. Okay. Do we maybe want to do a group prowl about it? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Who's going to lead? I can lead. Yeah, um, this is going to still be risky. The the kind of immediate threat of, of Salia's operatives is removed, but there still are guards on this boat. Mm-hmm. So, five. risky position, standard. Okay, five. My first good roll of the night. Yay! This would be affected by my stab wound, right? Yes. Yes, In that would. case, I'm going to push myself to get back to one die. <laughs> okay. I'm at five also. I got a six. Ooh. Nice. Okay. But I take zero stress. You got a six. Yeah, you take no great. <laughs> you take no stress and and you do it. So I am gonna say let's see. I'm gonna roll to see how many barrels you're able to get filled before you hit kind of the first drop-off point. I think that, that they're the kind of barrels that you all dealt with previously, the last time you stole this stuff. So they're like oil drum sized. So it's a not insubstantial amount of electroplasm. You're able to roll them over to the side and then um a couple gondoliers like pull up beside you and they, they're able to help you kind of like ease them into the boat and then they will take off. So you've gotten two barrels and I, I, I probably should have set this previously. I think that the, the request was probably for like four minimum, six or more would be ideal. Okay, that's actually less than I was thinking. Well, I'm also like, I was thinking about it. I'm like, yeah, if you can get you know, another couple. But at this point, the gondoliers are not going to be able to do another pickup for a bit. So you may have to just sort of hide out and wait mm-hmm. and find another way of getting the, the barrels off of the thing. Uh, what do we want to... We want to try and find boats? Uh, sure. That works. I mean, are there any lifeboats? Is that standard operating procedure in this time period? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think also they figure, like, you're on a river, you can make it to shore, you'll be fine. How far away are the gondoliers? Uh, the next 
point where they're going to be able to sort of where they have kind of a, a, a choke point set up that's going to slow the barge down is probably I'm going to say about 10 minutes away. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um, so like enough time for you to fill up more barrels if you wanted to just do that and keep filling up barrels. Yeah, I mean, no guards have come back. Well, no, we don't have time for that because the spirit wardens are going to come for the barge. Yeah, you do You do have a ticking clock. Can I argue for a study? Sure, to, to do what? To, to find boats. Like, maybe I have, like, looked up how barges, like, where they might keep extra boats, or... Uh, do you want to do a flashback? You sure. You could do that as a flashback. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that makes sense of... Um, and I, I that's going to be a no-stress flashback. Myra is exactly the sort of person who, upon learning that they're going to be sneaking onto a barge, would have gone and looked up how, how barges work. Mm-hmm. Knowledge is power. <laughs> it's a five. Yeah, um, I think you found where they like usually have a um, you know a dinghy, small little vessel that can leave the barge. The problem is that it is at the front of the barge, where the you know all the lights are, and the barge pilot is. Do barges have captains? How do barges work? Anyway, the person <laughs> responsible for driving the barges up there, there's probably, and and then there's like the crew that is responsible for kind of offloading the electroplasm when they arrive. Like, there's a lot of people up at the front, but there's also a boat. How sneaky. <laughs> I mean, kind of sneaky. Well, here's the thing. Myra looks like she just fell in the river because she just fell in the river. Uh-huh. There's a possibility that she could claim to be a person who fell in the river and is in need of help. <laughs> <laughs> to just sort of stumble up there and be like, oh my god, please help me. Uh, if you're you could. comfortable yeah. making that lie. Yeah. <laughs> I got a two in sway, that works. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's gonna be, I'm gonna say that's that's risky standard effect. I think I'm gonna push myself again. Okay. Five. Okay, so so tell me tell me how this works, because I think what it is is that like what I'm picturing is there's a you know um, kind of an enclosed space where like the generators are for the lights and where the pilot is, but then around that there's just sort of like crates and benches and like a lot more barrels are stored up here and some machinery and this is where like the crew just kind of hangs out until they're needed. So there's just a bunch of like you know barge workers sitting around, chatting, probably playing cards or, or whatever. Um, and you, <laughs> tell us tell us how you approach this Myra and what do you say. Up, she is soaking. <laughs> I, I, need, I need a ride to shore. If, oh, I, could, oh, if I could just... Oh. Ma- 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 oh, what happened to you? Did you fall, did you fall in? Yeah. It was really- oh, oh. Yeah, oh, oh, you are just... Don't don't you don't come any closer. You're not gonna want it's it's ugh. yeah. Uh, uh, there's like a, a woman who who looks like she's probably in like her her mid thirties or or late thirties. It kind of like starts toward you and then you know turns around and is like get a get a blanket or something. And one of the other ones runs off and they're like so it, she she does like come over to you but like pulls on gloves as she does. She's like you're not the first person we've had go over the side. All right, you know, come on. And she like will walk you over and and sits you down. And somebody comes over with a blanket and like somebody brings you a, a mug of something and is like here like rinse your mouth out you probably got 
all kinds of horrible stuff in there. And like, you know, they're, they're being very kind. They 100% believe you. But when you bring up, like, I need a ride to shore, they're like, uh, we, we can't. I have, I don't have money, but I, I can trade. I have this very nice whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I roll a sword on it? So, so I think what's going to happen, because initially their, their response is because you got a five. The consequence is that they're not, they're not going to take you to shore. They're not going to stop and like, you know, they'd have to stop the barge so that some of their people could like take the boat. They're not going to do that. Um, I like the whiskey idea. <laughs> what can I trade the whiskey for? <laughs> if I offer the whiskey, will they offer something? Is there something they can offer me? I think if you offer to trade them the whiskey for one of them rowing you to shore, yeah, then that 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 is possible. But you're going to need to make a roll for it. I have this consort roll right mm-hmm. here, and it's a it's a fine bottle of whiskey, right? Yep. Yeah, I'm going to give you greater effect on that. I think you like pull it out of your bag, and like somebody leans in and just lets out like a very low, impressed whistle. It's a six. What? Why do you have a fine? Bottle it's on of my character sheet. I never get a chance to use it. Yeah, it's uh-huh. one of the the get the the spider items. What, what a weird wow. one! If I've used it at That's all, amazing. I think I used it while meeting with Bazo. <laughs> yeah. So did you did you do your roll? I did. I got a six. Oh my god. I have four in consort. Good That's job, so, Myra. This is incredible. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> I love this so much. So you you pull this out, and I think the woman who uh, had, had kind of initially like helped you over like whistles and is like, okay, uh, I, can, I can take you over to shore, uh, but I'm just going to have to just drop you off wherever we get because then I got to bring the boat right back. Is, is that okay? That's fine. Okay, so yeah, she she will like slip the whiskey to someone else and be like, "Do not open that until we finish the job tonight." All right, and the others are kind of like, eh, "All right, all right, all right." Uh, she seems to be kind of the one in charge of the the crew here, and she will she will walk you over to the the dinghy and help you in. Um, I think you've still got the blanket, <laughs> and she's gonna start rowing you to shore. Is does she row along the back? Sure. I would also like to mark a lantern and use, like, the flint with it to, like, light a little spark as a signal. I am willing to pay stress for a flashback to have set up the signal. Um. Just for those two to jump the sh- jump onto the boat. Yeah, I think that's going to be a one-stress flashback. Good with me. Yeah, so the two of you see uh, a-, a boat rowing out kind of uh, alongside the, the barge, and you see the little lantern flash. What are you going to do? Um, I think I think Blair's the one who spots the lantern first, probably. Maybe? I don't know. I'll just say that. Yeah, I, I, I will say that in the meantime, the two of you can have uh, filled up another two barrels of electroplasm while, while okay. Myra's been doing this, yeah. Yeah. Let, let's just get this done, then. Yeah. Okay, so... <laughs> I think there's going to need to be uh, one more roll, either from Blair and Minx to like get into the boat with these enormous heavy barrels, or Myra, you're going to need to somehow get control of the boat. I can, because uh... this lady is not in on your plan. <laughs> Vial of slumber essence and skirmish. 
yeah, yeah, you can you can knock her out. I'm going to give you controlled on this because she's not expecting you to attack her. She thinks you're some poor, probably strung out on drugs waif who tumbled over <laughs> the side into the... I got a three. What'd you get? Three. Okay. You can, you, you can either try again and it'll be risky or you can withdraw and try a different approach. I can do that. That'll be easier. Okay. I feel like what it is is like you you like pour it on your cloth and you start to reach for her and she like turns to look over your sh- her shoulder. So yeah, she turns to uh, look over her shoulder. Uh-huh. So it's more risky. And, but I immediately yeah. clap the cloth over her mouth and nose. What'd you get? 6. Okay. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so she uh kind of falls over in the side of the boat. Like she's still in the boat and she's just Gently napping yep. now, uh, and Myra, you can row over to the mm-hmm. uh, the side of the barge and help your friends load the other two barrels in. And then I think like there's uh, the, the the gondoliers are kind of in the area, and a couple of them. Kay, Kay was at this part. Because mm-hmm. why not? Yay. Anytime the gondoliers are involved in a score, Kay needs to be there. Yes. Because Kay is a delight. Um, so I think yeah, Kay will will kind of come over and and. Uh, uh, well, I don't know. What 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 is your plan here? Are you stealing the boat? Are you going to leave this woman somewhere? Uh, do you want to transfer yourselves and the the electroplasm to a We're gondola? We're going to transfer to a gondola. I think this yeah. woman can wake up in a boat. Yeah. So yeah, you, Kay will help you all kind of get moved. Like Kay and a couple other gondoliers. Yeah. So you all uh, you you load up the the last electroplasm, and the the gondoliers will will head off. And this very nice woman. Uh, we'll we'll wake up like an hour later in this boat, real confused, <laughs> but otherwise unharmed. And yeah, you you all are able to, um, I think, with the gondoliers' help, make your way back up the rivers. Uh, well, really, just the one river up the river and the canals over to the the warehouse. Uh, yeah, I th- I think when you get there and like they you know you start offloading the stuff like bazo comes in 3 minutes later with a bunch of lamp blacks who are like hauling weapons and they are all just like covered in blood <laughs> oh jeez <laughs> i think he just kind of looks over it at all cuz like you minx also covered in blood myra covered in river gunky kind of looks over at you and is like good night could have been worse Yep, sounds about the same here. And then it goes back to kind of directing <laughs> his people. Um, so, yeah, good job. You stole some stuff from a moving barge. We did a thing. You did a thing. Okay. Let's get into our downtime scenes. Let's start, uh, I don't know, who who wants to go first? I'll go first. Okay. What what is Minx gonna be up to? Uh Minx is going to see Nerix, but also specifically Lilac. Okay. Just to spend time because she she hasn't really gotten to talk to Lilac at all. Yeah. And and Nerix is with her all day. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> I like to get to know this other person that's kind of involved here. Yeah. Um yeah, and, yeah. And I think she'll bring I, I think she'll bring her own tea or something. Okay. Like something yeah, like, nice. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think you show up at, at Nerix's place on like a day that she's got off of of work. And yeah, I think she's like 
yeah, I'll lean into making this just really uh, aggressively cute and domestic. I think she's like in Yay. the middle of like making dinner. Like she's prepping Aww. stuff for dinner. Can I do the thing where I slip up behind her? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, she's like, you know, doing the, the chopping things. Um, and she's, I, I imagine that like you, <laughs> she, she'd let you in and you'd been telling right. her about your, your latest uh, misadventures. <laughs> she's like, well, I'm glad that uh, you didn't get hurt too badly. And I mean, it sounds like you're doing a, a lot of good over there, potentially. And Bazo too. Both of those are a relief. We've we've been needing a breakthrough, and Bazo was in a bad place. Yeah. Well, I'm still not entirely certain he's in the clear yet. I mean, he seems to find trouble with almost as much enthusiasm as you do. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's the one leading one of the bigger gangs in the city. I think I have some doing to go. <laughs> I think that Minx will probably have to bring up the, the thing about wanting to, to talk to that. Like, I think she just kind of like laughs and, and goes back to chopping up whatever she's she's chopping. So, since you told me, I realized I haven't talked to lilac at all i think you can because I, I you're you're still standing behind her i think you can feel her like she tenses up a little mm -hmm. bit and then kind of like shoulders go back down she's like um i think i just kind of hold her waist a little bit uh i just you know wasn't i i know that you're not it, thrilled it's, it's... about it and i just didn't want to you know make you uncomfortable Dears, it's fine. I want to understand. <sighs> well, um, let me get this um, boiling. She's uh, not the best cook. <laughs> <laughs> um, so she like she finishes up with whatever she's she's making and gets everything in a pot and then kind of like um, you know wipes her hands off on a towel. And when she turns around to look at you, um, it's that that sense of somebody else uh in her eyes and um she just gives you kind of a nervous smile it's like uh, hi again thanks hi lilac you know it's weird i usually i'm good at first impressions <laughs> but i suppose i'm just really here to talk with you oh um yeah uh um what i mean what, what would you want to talk about <laughs> what what do you enjoy what do you do with your time um i mean i i there's not a way to say this that doesn't sound creepy i mean i just kind of you know watch what nerix does a lot of the time except for when you know she's she's working or she's with you and she she kind of has to like send me away but i uh i i i like i like reading i've i've been i've been learning how to read Oh, that's good. Nerex has has some books. Um, I, I like the the poetry that she has. It's it's pretty. I don't always understand it, but <laughs> it's it's pretty. Well, if you are ever in need of books, I have a few and have tried to write some myself. Although it's of specific subject matter. 
Oh, what are you? Uh, oh, oh, oh. Um, just not, not what you are thinking. Let's call it fantastical fiction. Oh. Huh. Very much more about the characters. Anyway. I mean, yeah, I'd, I'd like to read that. That'd be fun. Do you, like, have scheduled time out? Uh, or? Not, not really. It's just kind of, you know, sometimes, I mean, you know, sometimes New York's, like, kind of wants to take a nap, but still get stuff done. <laughs> so then I can take over and she can kind of get a mental break and well that that's a nice upside for the both of you. Mhm. And you know, sometimes it's just we we just sort of work stuff out. Right. I don't mind her being, you know, in charge most of the time. I mean, it is it is her her body. I'm just kind of a uh guest. Yeah. A guest. I'm visiting. Yeah. Well, you're definitely welcome around me as well. Thanks. And I, I think she kind of like moves towards you and stops like, um, is, is it okay if I give you a hug? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, she'll, she'll give you a hug. Um, and I, I think when she steps back, it's, it's Nerex again. And she kind of is like a little teary eyed. Um, and she's going to like just bounce up on her toes and give you a kiss. Yay. I, I wipe her tear a little bit. Aww. With the one finger way. <laughs> They're so cute. Super cute. Oh, I love it. All right. Uh, well, well, we'll we'll leave that very cute scene, and uh, let's let's jump over to uh, to Blair. I think. What's what is Blair up to? Yeah. So. <laughs> Blair's not in a great place. Uh, she was not on her game today. So I think the first thing that we see is that as soon as the crew gets back to the nest, she just storms off to her room and slams her door. Um, no. If this were in modern times, you'd probably be hearing some very muffled Three Days Grace, like blasting from the door. <laughs> <laughs> Blair's going to have a good cry, and then when once that's done, she's going to just throw herself into her research on um, recovering ghosts from spirit-trafficked drugs. She just spends a couple of hours by moonlight. Um, if this were filmed as like a time-lapse, and there are some very sharp cuts of Hex napping in very different places, stretching, <laughs> um, you know, completely sprawled out or curled up in a corner, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, Blair's just leafing through papers and playing with vials and liquids. And right when the first shards of the morning sun are peering through uh, her bedroom window, mm -hmm. um, we get a shot of her face. And she's obviously, you know, sleep deprived. But <laughs> there is a sense of wonder and accomplishment on her face, like as if she had just figured out something amazing yeah I'm, I'm picturing that she's like got uh, just notes spread out all over it but there's like one piece of paper in the center that she's got some like complex arcane sigils on that like lead down to yep 
some alchemical formula at the bottom. Yeah. And after that, I think she just kind of, she doesn't even make it to bed. She just kind of collapses on the floor and Hex is just, Hex is just going to be lie down there right next to her. Aww. Good cuddle, buddy. All right. So let's, uh, let's jump over to Myra. Um, what, what is, what is Myra doing at this point? I think we've got another kitchen scene, honestly. Mm hmm. I think she's clearing up, like, the dinner dishes and, like, kind of chatting with Minx. She's like, you know the funniest thing happened when I was in the water? Oh. I swear Clave, like, locked eyes with me and helped me back onto the barge? Uh, That can't be true, though. I, well, it, 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 it was a good catch because, um, well, you know how I was working on getting those informants up and running. Mo, so we can handle Minx, Salia. you didn't. Clave? You're right. I didn't. She did. You can't trust her. There's a arm's length plus a blade's length <laughs> that we are handling this with. Clave is only out there for her own benefit. Perhaps that is true. And she saw... What happened to the other one who attacked us? Oh, she wouldn't like that about Ojal, would she? Oh. No. Make no mistake, I'm not saying we are allies or that this is anything more than uh, a short-term business relationship. But after that, I believe her when she says she doesn't want to work for Salia anymore. Now that you've said it like that, I... Wow, I can kind of believe it. I don't know why she would come to us, but I can see why she didn't come to me. Yes, well, I suppose it's just because we've made inroads on the circle. Although, frankly, if she just wanted to disappear, I'm sure some other gang could make it happen. But Salia is very skilled herself, I suppose. Yeah, and it's not easy to get away from her. Oh, I'm testament to that. Well, I'm glad you did. Glad I did too, frankly. I, I think this is hug time. Oh, S- Sister hug. Oh. Yay! It's alright, Minx. I'm glad you told me. Uh, I'm glad that we have a source on Salia. This is this is gonna be strange, but as long as you're cool handling it. Uh, I am fine handling it for now. I'm still kind of getting to know the woman, so <laughs> we'll see where that goes. So I think... We, we fade in on, on the magpies back up in the docks. Not, not too much time has passed. I would say maybe a, a week or so. <laughs> and the organizers here haven't made kind of their, their big push to push out the gangs and the blue coats and, and everyone. But even so, it, it feels different. You can kind of see people, like people are walking around together and are. Uh, you, you can sort of tell where people are planning out patrols. A lot of buildings in this area that have been damaged are, are starting to be repaired where before people just kind of left them because things just kept getting broken over and over again. <laughs> and I, I think that as you all are sort of making your way down a street, you pass by an alley where uh, you, you can see a few people. Um, I think Fiona, the, the lead organizer, is among them. 
um, and they are kind of surreptitiously feeding electroplasm out of a barrel uh, into a, a generator that they have there. And I think Fiona kind of looks up and, and catches your eye and, and just sort of gives you a, a little two-finger salute and then goes back to work. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, things are things are progressing there. And uh, we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out uh, in the future. Thanks for listening. The Magpies will be back in two weeks. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter at magpies underscore pod and visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash magpiespodcast. The Magpies Podcast is GM'd and produced by Ree. Follow me on Twitter at Rhiannon42. And check out rpgskillcheck.net for my copy editing and accessibility freelance site. Blair Culhane is played by Kim Kogut. Follow her on Twitter at KimDeannaJones. Minx is played by Josie. Follow her on Twitter at DragonGirlJosie. And watch her art streams at picarto.tv slash DragonGirlJosie. Myra Keel is played by Minna. Follow her on Twitter at MinaMinar. The opening and closing theme music is from Trio for Piano, Violin, and Viola by Kevin MacLeod and is used under a Creative Commons license. The Blades in the Dark roleplay system is the creation of John Harper and is published by Evil Hat Productions. Next, I'd like to thank our magnanimous Patreon backers. Lou Tennant, thank you. Casey S. Ungar, thank you. Huh, I wonder what players up to in a room right now. Hmm? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wake me up, wake me up, it's cute. <laughs> Just like face down with everything. <laughs> Blair, Blair is the, the angsty teenage daughter to Minx and Myra's <laughs> adopted moms. Yeah. I'm surprised it took this long for y'all to figure it out. No, no, I think we've known it for a while. I mean, you literally mm-hmm. claimed that they were your moms at one point. <laughs> oh, that's right. It was a beautiful. Score.